Today on The Future of Fandom, we explore an explosion of entrepreneurialism. My name is Adam Connor. I'm your host. And on this episode, we chat with Fundbox about how to build and retain communities of small businesses and its similarities with consumer efforts via their head of brand and content marketing, Cameron Maxwell. Think about it for a moment. How many people that you know have started up a side hustle over the last few years? The truth is, small business is on the rise, and Cameron has a front seat as to how those businesses are being built and supported. We also talk about how to market when small businesses and consumers become indistinguishable. After all, on the small side of small business, we're essentially just talking about people. Thus, a fandom can be achieved even in a B2B context, and Cameron explains how. So let's all put on an entrepreneurial hat and predict the future with Fundbox and Cameron Maxwell. Cameron, thanks for joining me. How are you? Hey, Adam, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing fine. You know, this is an interesting angle that I haven't really got to approach yet, and we haven't on the show, uh, which is this great nexus of the individual, the side hustle, and the small business, all as it relates to uh, building, retaining, sustaining community and getting to that ultimate F word, fandom. Now, let's get to another F word to start this, which is, of course, Fundbox. For those unaware, could you explain what it is and does? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fundbox is an embedded working capital platform for small businesses. Uh, so we're embedded in customers' systems and workflows, and uh, we're also embedded in the tools they use every day. For instance, we have partnerships with uh, QuickBooks, recently announced uh, a partnership with Stripe. Uh, we're embedded uh, natively in their new mobile app center. Um, so small businesses can come directly to Fundbox uh, for working capital and spend management solutions, uh, or they can access Fundbox through those partner tools. Gotcha. So Fundbox is, uh, generally speaking, when it comes to the entity on the, like the end user, let's say, these are small businesses of what, generally between like one and 10 employees, or does it vary? That's right. It's generally the, our customers are the smaller side of small business. So sole prop, um, generally less up to, you know, 50 employees, less than 1.5 million in annual revenue. So on the smaller side of small business. Yep. Okay, this is actually perfect because in most of the conversations we've had so far here on The Future of Fandom, we have been talking with businesses and uh, brand purveyors of those businesses who are marketing to consumers, individual entities aside from any business entity. And so knowing that you are approaching the small side of small businesses helps this case a little bit. And the case that I speak of is this rising wave of entrepreneurship that, of course, was spurred by COVID and a lot of people losing their jobs in 2020. I certainly was a part of that. And now uh, has led to a, not resurgence, but just a, a never stronger side hustle craze. Outside of what Fundbox does and what you've experienced for them personally, have you seen this in, in your life just with friends that you know, family members, maybe even yourself? Have you noticed people taking on more side hustle type of maybe small business before they call themselves a small business just in the world? Absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, COVID has driven a lot of, um, you know, folks have just uh, had more time. And um, obviously the, you know, the job market is <laughs> crazy um, right now. But I think, you know, similar to 
how photography or music production have become uh, more accessible over the years. Um, starting a business is, you know, easier than ever. It's fairly simple to start a website. Um, so much of the process of, of getting started as a business can happen digitally. You can stand things up pretty darn quickly. So, you know, I think that's amazing, right? And there has been this, this renaissance and it's just, a, it's a really exciting time for small businesses where, you know, I think folks are um, really empowered with the tools that are available to them now um, to be able to stand up their businesses and, uh, you know, really kind of uh, pursue their passions. Yeah, it's never been easier to start something. And this is from, I've seen this in real life too, between friends of mine, personal contacts, even colleagues who have started things. I don't even know if it's with extra time or time that's been opened up, but just the need to produce more is for whatever reason, prevalent, persistent, perhaps linked to a, a newly found non-permanence of a job. But in, in essence, it seems that most people are at least thinking about this, if not doing it. So again, easier to start than ever. I would argue as a result, harder to sustain than ever. Now I'll talk a little bit about what you may perceive uh, as part of your work at Funbox. What do you see as challenges for these small businesses that are starting at a higher clip than ever and in many cases are first-time ventures? I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really um, the challenge is uh, the competition, right? When it's easier for anyone to start a business, then uh, there it's, it's much easier to have a whole lot of competitors. Um, and I'll, you know, use music again as an example. You know, it's it's fairly simple to open GarageBand, you know, now and anybody can kind of put together some sound loops and record their voice over it and make a song. But what that means is it's a it becomes a fairly crowded space. There's a whole lot of content being produced. And uh, because of it, the way that content is consumed um, has really changed over time. You have a lot less kind of like even like big music stars, as an example. And you see uh, a lot of playlists and on you know Spotify or Apple Music, et cetera. And songs don't necessarily have the shelf life that they used to. You don't see like hit songs sticking around necessarily unless you're, you know, Adele or something for like a year, right? A lot of songs are, you know, might blow up um, for a couple weeks and that's it. And then it's on to the next. So just to draw the parallel with business, um, you know, a lot of businesses starting in similar spaces, in similar categories, uh, I think from a brand perspective, differentiation, um, is extremely important and is going to be uh, part of the challenge and part of what separates, um, you know, the winners and those who kind of forge ahead. But in general, um, I think, you know, having access to the tools to be able to start these businesses is great. You know, the sustaining part is, you know, I think the big factors are, you know, differentiation, increased competition and operational and execution uh, excellence is, of course, important for the success of any business. Um, totally. But those, you know, key factors. Now, let me get to uh, another part of this whole thing, of course, because given this newest, strongest wave of entrepreneurship, just as you have the movements out there that say, buy local, shop with small business, you have on the other side of that, of course, these small businesses, tons of them who are all going after the same overall dream, growing, surviving in some ways. In terms of the ways that you 
bring those people together. And I say people because a lot of times these small businesses are just single entities. In that way, is building a community of small businesses that much different from building a community of just people, individuals, like you might with a consumer audience? You know, I think it is becoming, uh, the lines are blurred a bit, um, especially when you're talking about the smaller side of small business. Um, in terms of how that happens on both sides from a B2B and B2C perspective, um, I think particularly for um, digital businesses like ours that are, uh, you know, we don't have a whole lot of, you know, human touch points, uh, content is key, right? It's the way that we uh, have a conversation um, with our customers, the way that we um, provide additional value and the way that they kind of get to know us as well. So I think content has really become, you know, in whatever channel that's distributed through wherever your customers are, whether it's, you know, social media or or email or own content on your blog, um, et cetera. Content has really become uh, a key part of building communities because we're so digital. Uh, and so that's particularly, I think that that's true of both um, B2B and B2C companies. So again, in some ways, the lines are blurred. In other ways, once you get into, you know, bigger businesses, there's, you know, account-based marketing and, and things like that. And the tactics, you know, become different. Um, but certainly from the consumer and the smaller side of small business side, there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, and I'll get to that growing angle in just a second, but it, it's good to have your perspective on this. L listeners, just as background, Cameron has done this both in B2B and B2C for many years from the content point of view. And this is in some ways, if you're a small side of small business owner, sometimes you feel like, um, well, there's not a whole lot of support around you. I feel like it could just be you trying to make it. And so bringing together people via content-related experience can be incredibly powerful. Uh, I'm curious, and I might as well just dive into this just a little bit deeper. Cameron, what are some of the ways that you do this today at Funbox? There's a couple of ways we do it. Um, I think having a, a robust lifecycle uh, marketing program is vital. Additionally, you know, we have our, our resource center on the website, which is blogs and eBooks and guides. And we publish content on a, a weekly basis uh, on the blog, if not uh, more often than that. And I think part of it is just being, uh, for Funbox, it's being a trusted resource and again, truly adding value to our small business customers. Um, it's about offering actionable insights. So from a, you know, a, a tactical uh, standpoint, um, we're giving businesses um, tools and learnings that they can leverage um, in their everyday lives. Um, but I also, uh, you know, there's also a storytelling theme as well, like what we're doing with podcasts, um, some things that we're developing with video where it's not just, a, you know, a list with maybe best practices on marketing or sales or ops topics. Uh, it's told through the stories of individuals in a way that is, I think, more relatable. And, you know, small businesses uh, in general, there's no one size fits all. They all have different experiences. And, you know, learning through the stories of others is a really powerful way, I think, to still deliver interesting content, you know, from an, like an entertainment and enjoying the consumption perspective, but also layer in really actionable insights um, and, uh, you know, takeaways that other folks can relate to uh, and apply to their daily lives. 
Agreed. And hey, good nod to the podcast world. Obviously, much appreciated on this side of the mic. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me ask you about that growing angle that I mentioned just a moment ago. This is mostly today an offering that, as we described up top, is mostly taken up by the smaller side of small businesses. Employees could be up up to 50 in, in an organization taking advantage of Funbox. I'm curious now how you keep folks engaged with the offering during their growth, but once they have grown beyond that typical threshold that you serve. Obviously, you and any brand wants to grow with their customer. And so I'm curious, have you thought about this? Once a small business gets out of the small side or stops being a small business altogether, how do you stay with them? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think in general, our product roadmap is certainly taking this uh, consideration, certainly reflects um, our, our thinking around this. And, you know, it's a good point, particularly for a lender, for instance, which we do provide working capital, um, but we also offer uh, spend management solutions as well. So I think it's really looking at the, for us, the, the product roadmap and making sure that um, the products and services we offer address the needs of our, our target audiences. Uh, additionally, you know, knowing your target audience is really important for, you know, a small business of a certain size, you know, there are certain uh, things that really a bank <laughs> has the type of infrastructure that's needed, right? You have like an individual banker and there's treasury, you know, services, et cetera. Um, so, you know, there does become a time when, you know, a business might become, you know, so successful or grow in a way where, they outgrow the product. And obviously we want the success of our customers, so that's okay. But uh, I think the thing about Funbox is we recognize that there's a whole segment of the small business economy that's really underserved, right? The, The big companies have access to working capital. They have access to the tools that they need to run their business. And that's not necessarily the case for businesses on the smaller side. So with this in mind, talked a little bit about the fandom, how to build content and service around small businesses who sometimes feel like they could be on a very small island in a very large ocean, how you're bringing together archipelagos of small businesses, let's say. I want to get to the other F word that we focus here uh, on the show, which is future. I'm curious, given the fact that you've been able to see firsthand the ways in which consumers starting small businesses and small businesses themselves have engaged with services like Fundbox and other adjacent services, which you're no doubt aware of. What do you think will be certain elements of the future of how those types of services will attract and retain communities of small businesses for themselves? Essentially, I'm asking, what do you perceive to be the future of behavior in these small businesses that you've just started to see the beginnings of now? That's a good question. Um, I think maybe there is something to the content piece in general. Um, You know, it becomes a real differentiator um, in the way that um, content is delivered. You know, I think in general, businesses are already, of course, getting really smart about social media and their email marketing programs and things like that. But in terms of the future, I think, you know, there's also efficiencies and new technology and content production, uh, for instance, like AI copywriting tools. 
um, that just make it easier from a self-service standpoint for businesses to more efficiently produce quality content. So in terms of the future, I think that there are some really cool tools being developed that will make it more accessible for folks who, you know, maybe aren't creatively <laughs> inclined um, to be able to produce content that's relevant to their audiences um, easier and faster and more efficiently. And so, uh, you know, similar to what we were talking about earlier, it's easier to start a business now. Um, but from a future looking standpoint, I think content's going to be really important, especially from differentiating from the competition, from everything we've been talking about in terms of establishing and maintaining relationships with your customers. And I think there's some really cool uh, tools out there that will, um, and you're already kind of seeing it with like Canva, for instance, um, just make it a lot easier for these small businesses to create content that addresses their their target audiences in a way that's that's more impactful and it's just easier for them to create than it has been historically. Making that process easier uh, lightens a lot of loads and especially if it can be value accretive to a provider or even a small business, all the better. I appreciate getting your thoughts on that and, and for speculating on this a little bit with me. I have one more question, which is the inverse of the one I just asked, but one I've asked a little bit recently and well, I enjoy listening to the guests <laughs> give the answer. So I'm going to give you a blank. I want you to fill in the blank for me, if you could, as we round out today. <laughs> Gone are the days of blank when it comes to getting in touch with attracting and retaining communities of small business as a service provider. I'm thinking about this in the context of Again, um, this might seem selfish through like the lens of content, and I keep bringing it up, but I think that there's really a requirement from a content perspective to have a strategy, um, to make it a robust strategy. And I guess, you know, gone are the days of being able to be successful without creating <laughs> and being intentional about creating communities. And again, I think I mentioned earlier, I think, you know, one of the primary ways that that's done today is through content. So I would say, you know, gone are the days of low level of effort um, creating, you know, a successful long-term relationships with your customers and, and growing your business. Just as it's become easier to start a business than ever, so too has the baseline of required effort to grow it and sustain it risen. And so too has that barrier risen for providers like Funbox. I'm glad that you're at the helm there when it comes to branding content. And again, thanks for exploring the future there uh, with me. Look forward to seeing how else small businesses will be supported uh, going forward. But for giving me a look at the now and a glimpse at the what may be. Cameron, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Cameron Maxwell from Fundbox for joining us. Hopefully you got your mind racing about your passion project and how much easier it may be to start than you thought. And thanks to you, of course, the listener, for exploring the future of fandom with us. I'd encourage you to stay connected. So here's what you do. You go to livelike.com slash podcast, of course, listen to all our episodes there, and you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Finally, across socials, LinkedIn, at LiveLike, and Twitter, at LiveLikeInc. 
I look forward to predicting the future again with you real soon, and until then, I'm Adam Connor saying so long, and thanks for being a fan.